Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. We are back on Amazing Business Radio. My name's Shep Hyken, and we've got another amazing episode for you today. We have a great guest. Our sponsor, by the way, is Mitel, and our guest, imagine this, is from Mitel. Lou Gallagher is a consumer engagement specialist. We'll learn more about that in just a moment. A couple of quick announcements before we dive into the interview. If you've got a story you want to share or you've got a question you'd like me to answer, just go to any of the social media channels. You know where to find me, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. If it's a question, use the hashtag AskShep, and I'll answer the questions either there on this show or on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, C-Suite TV, and now episodes on YouTube. We have the whole first season and the last four episodes from season two on YouTube. Just go to beamazing.tv. All right, let's get into today's interview. And that's with Lou Gallagher, who has been, been well, I'll let him speak for himself. He's been with Mitel, but before that, he was a customer of Mitel's and he understands how to put together uh, infrastructure to support the customer, to support, you know, I'm going to let him do justice to this because, you know, we've got IT and IS and IVR and CTI. And, you know, these are acronyms that I know what they are, but Lou, welcome to the show. Thank you, <laughs> Have I concerned you with that introduction? I hope not. It was very unique. Appreciate it. It was unique. Well, first I want, I, before we get into what a consumer engagement specialist is, Tell us exactly what you're doing at Mitel, and I want them to know what you did before you went there. Yeah, so I'll go back a little bit. You know, I started my career, I've been in technology for about 35 years, Shep, and I started off as a um, software developer on the phone system side, which is unique. Um, Most people really didn't do development back in the days, but I did a lot of development back in the phone system days, developing interactive voice response or IVR technology integrating phone systems in with back-end technologies to back then even do screen pops. I did that for a while and then uh, I started my own consulting company for a couple of years and then one of my customers hired me in the last 18 years. I spent in the healthcare industry on the payer end provider side as a senior leader in IT, helping my businesses that I worked for develop a patient engagement strategy or consumer engagement strategy would be a general term for it. Wow, wow. Then what happened? Somehow you managed to slide over to Mitel. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, as uh, my last stop, we actually uh, created a relationship with Mitel and I'm uh, getting uh, long in the tooth with my age. So I figured it was time to go back into the consulting side and sales side and uh, came to Mitel to be a consumer engagement specialist. And so let's start there. What is a consumer engagement specialist? Yeah, so what my job is, is really to to meet with customers and to understand their business problems and relate functionality to the business problem rather than sell technology. If people hear Mitel, they think phone system or software. My job is to go in and meet with businesses and business leaders beforehand, understand what their real business problems are, and talk about how we solve their business problems. And it may involve Mitel or it may not involve Mitel. 
it may be a large portion of MITEL and it might be a large portion of, let's say, their back-end CRM or in healthcare, their EHR. We do that. We help. EHI them. stands for? I'm sorry. EHR is electronic health. EHR. So yeah. Electronic. What was that? Electronic. Health record. So health everybody record. in America has a health record. Got it. EHRs. There's about six of the largest ones in the country out there. So, so that's what we do. And we help wow. understand that and put a roadmap together for that. So here's, here's the question I pose to the world who's listening to us today. Do you have a consumer engagement or client engagement specialist that goes out, meets with your customers, clients, partners, whatever you want to call them, and actually creates that partnership where it's more important to be a partner with the customer than it is to actually sell them a product? And by the way, the partner usually gets the sale anyway. I mean, that's, that's really, it sounds like what you're doing. You're, you're providing great value beyond just, hey, I've got a great product I want to sell you. Yeah, correct, correct, Shep. So, you know, coming from where I did as a senior leader in IT, I had to build those relationships with my business units. And I took a really unique stance at saying, how do we work with the business unit, let the business unit make business decisions, but let technology support those business decisions? The only way we did that on the business side is to understand what the business needs were without talking about product. In fact, I used to tell my teams, lose the religion on product gain the religion on company success mm. and done with my tell and the team that I'm on is that's the strategy we bring to our clients and customers. Right. So I want to repeat that. It's like a tweetable moment. Uh, focus on the clients or, or customers success. Forget about what you sell. And Correct. the backside of that is they're interested in doing business with you. I think it proves you're more interested in them than in the sale. Um, I actually, I wish I could remember his name because it's a tough name to pronounce, uh, Tarek or Tarek. Um, he is, that's his first name. Uh, he is the founder of Edible Arrangements. And okay. you may have received an edible arrangement. It's like uh, instead of getting flowers, you get a bouquet of fruit. And he said, uh, chase the money. You don't always get the money. Chase the customer and you catch that customer. You'll get the money, meaning you're focused on them, their satisfaction, their happiness, their success, and the money follows. And I, I just love that. So let's shift gears here. Um, you, and we're all about customer service and experience on the show. What changes have you seen in the past uh, few years that are impacting great service opportunities? Yeah, I think there's two major things that have happened in consumer interaction. Right. So what we used to say is call center and contact center in my industry, we've got to lose that nomenclature. We've got to lose that mindset that that inhibit us, that ties us down. We have to think about consumer engagement, and consumer interaction. And for the last 20 years, we've been talking about how all these other channels are going to start taking over where we talk about voice and we call in, we call in. What's happened in the last four to five years, because technology has enhanced itself as well as we as consumers want it now, is other channels have taken over the voice channel. So voice isn't king anymore. So we have email. We email with our consumer engagement. We text. We IM. We chat. We do all these other media types. You mentioned it uh, yourself for your organization. We're on social media. How do we manage that social media? How do we keep consumers happy about our products when they might not have had a good service from us in real time? 
So that's one major change. The second is this coming together of technologies, the backend environments, databases, there's something called APIs or application programming interfaces where I used to do development would take me a month to develop something now takes minutes to develop. Wow. And customers are taking advantage of that. Even small businesses can have this strategy of making all of their channels work. That's called omni-channel in concert with their backend databases and environments. And that's what a consumer interaction is. Wow. So two things I heard. Number one, you know, we, the word call center is basically it's antique. And even still today, I will once in a while say, so tell me about your call center. We can call it a contact center, a support center. And I still believe that all of the things you talk about can fall under the umbrella of a group of people that are there to manage the experience when there's problems, issues, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, and then uh, the whole idea of bringing it all together, the omni-channel solution. And, and what you, if you think about all the different channels that you just mentioned, phone, chat, email, social, those are multiple channels. And there used to be something called multi-channel. Omni-channel means doesn't matter what channel you're coming in on, uh, it's a seamless transition. If I'm doing something on your website and I need to call you, you as a support agent, here, I'm going to use that term, (laughs) even though I'm talking to you now on the phone, will be able to say, oh, I see you got tripped up on the third question. Um, What can I help you with? But more than that, you're able to connect. You mentioned CRM, customer relationship management. You're able to connect to that so that I, as a support agent, can view your profile, know who you are, know what you've called about, know what you've bought, and be a better a better partner to you for that particular interaction. Yeah, you're hitting it spot on. Exactly. And what a lot of organizations make a mistake and where my team and within Mitel comes out and does more business analysis and consulting is organizations, when you buy a product, if you talk to somebody, even like a Mitel and you buy a product and you say, I want multi-channel, Mitel is going to come and try to sell you our multi-channel. I wouldn't take that approach as a consumer. I would say I need to create a strategy around omni-channel because everybody's going to try to sell me multiple channels. So my last organization was a healthcare organization. To give perspective to the audience, I had six different ways to communicate with physicians. And if there's any physicians listening on the line, I love you to death, but physicians are a pretty difficult uh, group. (laughs) Um, Hope that your doctor's not listening to this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, But when we had these six different interactions, my consumer interaction to them, we don't define consumers just a patient. It was my physicians, my PAs, physician assistants, my caregiving team. We had all these different people that we need to communicate with and I have all these different channels and they were good, but they were separate. And what you were explaining with that interaction where it came in and it was one interaction on email and it stayed consistent through a voice call back out. And I knew about the whole thing. That's that's the golden nugget here. That's the diamond in the rough of saying that's a true omni-channel experience. Yep. And at the end of the day, I think that the customer, consumer, patient, doctor, whatever you want to call them, uh, they should be able to say, you know what? I happen to be on my computer. I'm going to do it this way. Next time I'm near my cell phone, my mobile phone, I'm going to go call. I'm going to do an app, uh, you know, wh- however it is. 
Hey, let's take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about the changes that have happened over the last six or seven months during this COVID-19 pandemic, which have really uh, shaken things up a little bit. I personally am starting to see positivity coming out of this. Uh, granted, I wish it never would have happened, uh, but since it did, uh, businesses has really stepped up and they've been forced to do things which I think will change permanently for the better business in the future. We are talking with Lou Gallagher, the Consumer Engagement Specialist at Mitel, who happens to be our wonderful sponsor. So thank you, Mitel. Thank you, Lou. We're coming right back. Don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. Your world has had enough unknowns. It's time to take control of your future. In business, it's all about creating meaningful human connections. When circumstances are keeping us all at a distance, it's even more important to focus on making every interaction count. Well, Mitel Remote Working Solutions powers your connections from the inside out. So you have all the tools you need to have high performance moments with everyone in your network, whether it's in the next cubicle or a makeshift wildfire refugee in the next state. Cloud communications keeps everything at your fingertips so you and your teams can communicate and collaborate easily no matter what's happening. So are you ready to move forward to fortify your business communications? Get started with Mitel and you can reach them and learn more at mitel.com forward slash remote work. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Lou Gallagher, consumer engagement specialist at Mitel. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about COVID-19 and the changes that are taking place. Yes? Yeah, I, I'd love to do that. Shep, uh, one thing I would like to say is I, I love the questions you've been asking and uh, not to stroke your ego, but they've been awesome questions that I quite honestly wish my customers would be asking. These are very open questions. Uh, you know, my customers sometimes come to me, especially the IT group, which I ran, and they have these predefined notions. They come with the religion. They come with this passion for a product rather than an open conversation of what's possible. Mm. I think that limits organizations. And I wish more organizations would just be open to the possible. So I've got to ask, uh, I've got to ask what you wish they would ask. I know I ask questions and I have a list of, of notes that I've made here, but give me several questions that are like table stakes for achieving the ultimate outcome in what you're talking about, getting that roadmap so that you can then make the best choices for the products that you need for your business. Yeah, so internally as an organization, I would ask questions, I would challenge myself and say, what is our consumer engagement strategy? How holistic is our consumer engagement strategy? Is it based on a product, a technology or group within the organization? Or is it based on our consumers? We have to look at it from our consumer's point of view. You made a great point before the break of saying, we want to open up interactions to our consumers in the way they want, when they want, and then keep that interaction consistent if they change their mind tomorrow. And most organizations don't take that holistic view. And I think that would be the one internal question I would ask myself if I were a leader in an organization today. But what about our clients or consumers, if you will? What would you want them to ask us so that we could help them the most? 
I would want them to ask us, what are you doing for me as a consumer to understand my 360 journey through every interaction I'm going to have with you as an organization? So I use healthcare as an example. We call it truly cradle the grave within the healthcare industry. You have pre-postnatal care all the way up to hospice. And then you have everything in between. I would ask our, our customers to say, I want those types of services. You know, we've heard of the Amazon service, right? Everyone wants that experience. Amazon has built an experience asking these questions or listening to their consumers of saying, this is how I want to interact with you. I want it easy. I want to know when my things are being shipped. I don't want to go to five different places. I want you to know who I am every time I interact with you, regardless of channel. Yeah. So you, you basically you're setting some criteria. Yes. And, uh, if nothing else. All right. Switching to the topic that I thought we were going to talk about when we first started yep. out is, is, you know, uh, I, and I, I, for a while I stayed away from COVID-19 topics because I want our, I want our conversation to be evergreen that five years from now, if somebody listened to Lou Gallagher and Shep talking, they would say, you know what, I got something out of that. But you know what? I think we can learn a lot from any crisis situation. Uh, it just happens to be COVID-19. And so uh, my question to you is regarding your customer engagement strategy, how did you change it? And what were, what, like, what were the innovations that you made uh, throughout the last seven months? Yeah, so that's another, I think, relevant topic. And, and Shep, to take that into a future conversation, let's not just look at COVID as a single event. It was an event that actually created a change in how we do consumer interaction that's going to live on forever. Um, in my last organization, I was responsible for our uh, BCDR, our Business Continuance and Disaster Recovery Program. Mm. Our CDR in my organization, I think, was very complete. We had almost everything accounted for. There is no way I would have ever dreamt of having my entire organization have to shift on how they work. Think of that impact to everybody, every business, every consumer. And we had to shift. And what a lot of our time was spent in the first three months is um, customers of ours trying to get their agents working from home, working remotely. It's amazing the, the 20 years before that, I was in business in 2004. I had 200 call center agents working from home in 2004. And my, my CEO came to me and said, this is crazy. We're not gonna be able to manage them. We're not gonna be able to do this. You know, when we have 200 people sitting in a room, it's not like we sit and watch them every minute of every day to see if they're doing their job. What's happened since COVID is this new renaissance of openness to people working remotely. Mm, and yeah customer experience and being valuable employees. And what's happened on the back end of that, Shep, is now we have more tools. Um, most of our customers are wanting to know about workforce management softwares and how to manage their software and call and screen recording so they can not only manage but coach employees to give better customer service or consumer interaction experiences, I would call it. So I think the COVID is just, it, it, was, it was the the push down the hill, but the rock itself is, this is the right thing for businesses to do. Yeah, I, I, I think that COVID pushed us into the future three to five years. Yes. This would have happened anyway. Yes. Uh, it just happened so abruptly. And what's amazing is that um, I talked to um, a call, or there I go, call center, 
support center <laughs> leader who is in charge of 62 support centers around the world uh, with 60,000 employees. Our listeners may have heard me mention this before. And he had to get 60, well, he had about 15% of them already working from home, but he had to get really uh, 50 some odd thousand people to work from home in a matter of a week in order. Yeah. And, and I would imagine that first week, uh, it was probably for the customer, it was terrible because they were on hold for so long because the, the mobilization of these, uh, of uh, making these people go home said our work was amazing. And he said, coming back, still gonna, he, his big changes were, he's eliminating probably 20% of the support centers, found out he could probably have more people working at home instead of maybe 40%. Exactly. Now. But he still needs some of that uh, infrastructure there. And that works, I get it. And, and that's what, I mean, so we saw that happen. What, um, I mean, what are your, like, for lack, I, I hate to say there was good that came out of COVID-19 um, because it was such a nasty, and it, and it is a nasty thing that's happening, death, destruction, businesses going out of business who haven't been able to adapt or pivot or, you know, deal with it. And, and not to their fault, it's just, it, they've been thrown a bad ball, but but there's some good things that have come out of this. Can you think of one or two things off the top of your head that is positive? Yeah, I think you were heading that direction with the, with your answer. Yeah, so I think there, there's a positive and there's a negative, right? And it's, it's just a lack of understanding by a lot of uh, customers trying to build out their uh, strategy. What's happened with COVID because it was such a push into the future, what we've done is we've been forced to build out our ecosystems. And I don't know if your listeners or you have talked about ecosystems much in the past, but our ecosystem is much greater. It's not about buying Mitel as a product. It's about how Mitel fits within a company's strategy to integrate, let's say in a banking environment back to their banking software that integrates to their ship, you know, their uh, secondary lending software that integrates to this because we have to bring that together. And that is absolutely something that's going to happen in organizations. There's gonna be more focus on it. In two to three years, we're still gonna be talking about it, but it's this quote unquote digital transformation that is happening. Um, it's happening much faster and organizations are getting much more aware of who their consumers are, how to support them better and offering better services. The negative to that is, is the lack of understanding of how to build that ecosystem out a lot of companies are going to product people to buy a product to say, let the product people build their ecosystem when it really should be a strategy conversation, not a product conversation. So we need to look for salespeople that are strategists and consultants in the way that they position themselves, not just, hey, I'm selling you a phone system, a software solution, et cetera, et cetera. Correct. I would say... Um, don't buy the shiny new object. This is not an easy conversation. This is what I tell my customers. This is a big boy conversation now. This is senior level, senior level leaders getting involved with the conversation of how we build this strategy. I always tell people, you know, there's times in technology. Uh, I was at a, a company, uh, Cisco Systems. A lot of people might yep. recognize that name. And I was one of their first IP telephony designers and engineers. When IP telephony started, I was there back in the uh, late 90s. And we bought a company called Celsius. And at that time, I told my customers, there's a, there's a time in technology where the fork turns left or, the, or right. 
And if you go down the wrong path, you're going off a cliff. Most times, every 25 years this happens, but most times you don't really make that big of a decision. But back then, IP telephony, when we were talking about it, was new and people were against it and everyone sold against it. Well, now it's like I used to do this presentation for my clients and I used to have people raise their hand and hopefully there's at least some people my age out there that who used to listen to eight track tapes or cassettes. Technology changes. And at that point in time where it changes, we are in one of those moments. I call it an earthquake moment. And you have to be strategic on how you build this out and not chase the shiny object. If you do that, you will survive and strive. If you don't, it's a long road back to good. Wow. Wow. It reminds me, I don't know if it really correlates to the conversation, but Bill Gates said, when he was working, you know, and developing the Microsoft products many, many years ago, he goes, who's going who's gonna to need more than 512K memory yeah. or whatever? <laughs> Who yep. would have thought? Who would have thought? All right. We're just about out of time. I always ask the final question. It's the one thing question. Is there one thing you want to leave this audience with before we leave today? Yeah, I would, I would challenge people to think enterprise and work across teams and business units within your organization because consumer interaction isn't just about a call center. Everybody in every organization has positive and or negative impact on consumer interaction. Yep. Consumer interaction is really part of the culture. Correct. All right. Perfect. Perfect. What a great way to end. Lou Gallagher, Consumer Engagement Specialist at Mitel, who also is our sponsor. Thank you very much to Mitel for taking great care of Amazing Business Radio. Hey, we're going to be back next week with another amazing interview. So please come back. And until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.